Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I am Frank. We've got a great episode for you guys here. We always say it's a great episode, but it is a fun one. You know, at least, you know, there's many great episodes. <laughs> let's not get let's not get lost in the vernacular here. Ultimately, what we're trying to say is this is the series premiere of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. We just watched it. Uh, it premiered uh, yesterday. Today is Saturday. Frank and I consider this podcast to be as good and noble as Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Frank, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's like it's crazy to me that we we just had, you know, I guess it was eight weeks of WandaVision and a week off and we're back. I was like, oh, I, I every time the Disney Plus thing plays like the little logo at the beginning i'm thinking like the mandalorian song because this because that's what it feels like and it's like wait oh we're going to marvel uh yeah hearing the like the title card sequence just gets me so excited and then um it was great i mean i i i think it's it's starting off like in a nice establishing way right like we we get some action but we're also like we're, it's let's focus on these characters, and that's really the core of it. And we're gonna keep flipping through the comic books each week to see what what goes through. It's 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 cool. Did you I, like it? I, I did. I I did. I did. I did. Super strong opening episode. You know, I think we there was so much thought given to the opening sequence of each Wandavision that you know you were watching it with like some theme song i was a little bit bummed that they didn't kind of get a theme song but that's okay maybe they get one later on mm. uh but yeah this was oh man uh the marvel opening is very significant for these shows because that has to carry over that these are of that high quality every week every time and i think just for like spoiler free they delivered i like this episode i think this is going to be a great series it's definitely got uh, its own unique flavor uh, and definitely going to be fun to watch week to week. And, you know, ultimately, th- what the promise of both shows have given us is you're going to get two Avengers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, their superpowers and their relation to each other is always going to be something that comes up every week. And, uh, you know, th- I was saying before... Um, you know, I think this is a kind of show and character development where, you know, we could have this establishing episode where we can get 40 minutes with both of our lead characters to see exactly where they are before the main story really kicks in. Right. And like really delve into where they both are in like what they I think are saying is about six months after Endgame. Right. 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 And this is not something that we would get if we got a Falcon and the Winter Soldier movie. Absolutely not. And, and it, that's so exciting because like they, they deserve more. They've been around for so long and they've always played second fiddle to, you know, their their other guys. And now now well, the it's really just Captain America, right? <laughs> like they're both sidekicks for Captain America. Well, I mean, I guess what I'm like, even WandaVision was like, oh, they're sidekicks to like Iron Man and whatever. Like That's true. So, OK, but I, I'm just thinking like on all for all these characters, we're just getting deeper and like the spotlight is shifting like the. The people that were the B storylines are now the A storylines. Definitely. And I'm excited that, you know, th- the action sequence that they put out in promotion was this flying sequence in a canyon. Mm. And it was so great to see it all come together and to see it play into the story plot of that sequence 
and how excellent it was to see him flying and the way that they really captured that uh, was unique to this show. And I think it's going to be super great week to week. Right. Um, let's just throw up the spoiler warning now because I don't want to talk about it without. So if you haven't. Well, I mean, if you've yet- seen any of the marketing for this show. You've seen the shots of Falcon flying through the canyons, right? You have, but you haven't seen everything. And I, I that's, that's what I want to talk about. I think that's kind of a cool... Oh, sure. Um, I'm really glad that they held back the uh, the stunt. The the fact that we've got, um, you know, these guys that jumped out of a, a plane and are doing like the... I don't know what you'll call it, like... Wind the squirrel stuff. suits? The squirrel suits. That wasn't in the marketing. No, definitely not. And but like that—that's real. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I think that they have to, you know, they have to know that they have to up the game, and it's cool that uh, Anthony Mackie—he's been great in the action that he's done so far, but here he really gets to shine, and he's been in some other really great action features lately. I think. Yeah. Where he does really, you know, good technical stuff, and he's great here, man. He he really shines, and yeah, so. I think yeah. So spoiler warning, yeah. Uh, it's a a plane heist similar to uh, Dark Knight Rises, but not like it at all. Yeah, <laughs> and it, you know they're flying into Libya, they're in Northern Africa, and they have to get this guy back, and they have to get the guys before they cross the border, or else they can't, um, you know, be over there, you know, because of laws. And only somebody who's like an Avenger, like Falcon, could do this. So he jumps down and does and jumps onto the plane. And uh, yeah, uh, hilarity ensues. Do it, you want to say who's in there? Uh, <laughs> none other than our jumping jack rabbit, George ba- Batrock. <laughs> Batrock the Leaper, everybody. He's back. I mean, we knew he was coming back, but like we didn't know when or where. Uh, but it, it, I think they put him in a perfect spot. Like he's not like I don't think they're not necessarily alluding to that this mission was necessarily tied to the rest of the the ongoing storyline. Maybe it will, but it's um, it definitely feels like a one off like Avenger mission. Okay, I gotta go take care of this thing, and Batfrock is there. <laughs> yeah, super similar to Winter Soldier, even right. where it's just like, yep, you're dropping in. This is what you do. Go and. It's great. We have a guy on the ground who's kind of, you know, the voice of the audience. Super funny. Yeah. Uh, like a young, you know, I think cat. his name is Torres. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a really fun and great, exciting sequence. They should be very proud. Um, I think we've gotten a lot of, like, these air chases lately where they're trying to do them in a canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is done just, like, really nicely and with great story. And uh, the effects were great. I wish it was full screen on my 70 inch, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I know. It's like it's I, technology, man. I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? Why, why do we got to have those bars on the top? Like, can't we just get a little bit more? Um, yeah, I, I don't think we need the bars anymore. Like, they, they got to figure it out. Like, this is something it's made for television, right? Like, that's yeah. anyway. Um We'll get into that when we talk Snyder Cut too, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the sequence is fantastic. We get a lot of really great Red Wing action too. Like, I, sure, I I, I want to learn more about Red Wing. Is it like AI in some way? Like, it's just, or is he truly controlling it? 
I just well, feel it's, like it's interesting to me that he doesn't have an AI. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think that he would get one and that they would build that into his shit, but right. I guess well, he's not Tony Stark, you know? But they specifically say that he's got like this Stark tech, which it, it very much looks like Stark tech. And well, I like, think why you gotta think Stark a did a Saturday? redesign at the at Avengers camp. You know, he was a part of the redesign crew at the Avengers campus. You know, for Falcon before he left. Sure. You know, so he would have done. You know, the updates. You know, whatever version of suit. You know, he had would have been because of you Stark. know Stark. Totally, but like, shouldn't uh, he have an operating system that he can talk to? Like, yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, but definitely so have one. The the sequence is fantastic. The stakes are high. Um and and like then yeah, Batrock lives to see another day, which is is fine. <laughs> uh we don't know if we'll ever see him again, but they No, I'm sure he's going to come back later in the series. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's going to be around. Yeah, we got to see those those jumping legs. Um, yeah, I want to see him do some really jump jumping around shit. I'm I'm excited for this. <laughs> So, okay, so right at the get-go, after this sequence is where the, the show kind of really opens up, right? And yeah. you see kind of, you know, and what we, I think, you want to discuss now is kind of the tone mm-hmm. and kind of how this feels. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know, the establishing, I mean, anyone that's watching at the, seen any of the Captain America movies, it feels like that. You know, the way the music works, the just that, like, patriotic duty they're both veterans like that's just it, it's in in the the cloth of, of this series um but like a lot of this to me feels like I, I it's not as dark or as gritty or as bloody necessarily as some of the mcu uh netflix mcu stuff but like it to me feels in some ways actually more closer to like the way the punisher show was done maybe a little bit of daredevil um it just feels kind of street level um which is cool. And and I'm like, oh, are we going to get these characters back? <laughs> That's another right. podcast. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it's, I think, a, a good way for them to move forward, right? Like, they, we want to see these guys, like, they're they're normal humans. Like, they're not, uh, <laughs> they're not Wanda and Vision. <laughs> they, they're just guys that, uh, you know, I mean, Bucky's got some enhancements and stuff. But, like, Sam is just kind of a normal dude. And and like with a normal upbringing and uh, yeah, we want to see them like going back to their roots and back to their or I mean, Bucky doesn't really have that. We'll get to him later. But um, just the way that Sam, we, we see learn so much about him and like, um, yeah, just but he's got this like wonderful life that he can tap into every now and then like and the, you know, the show kicks off with like this press conference. Right. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we get to this moment, you know, we're back at the Smithsonian in Washington. One of their favorite locations. Yeah. We're we're always hanging around here and they go in and they off and pretty much from what we're made to understand, um, Falcon, uh, uh, what's Falcon's name again? Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Damn. Uh, Sam, Sam, damn Sam Wilson. Uh, gives away the shield to the Smithsonian or is trying to give the shield away to the Smithsonian. He thinks he's giving the shield away to the Smithsonian. Is he really, or was he pressured to give the shield away? That's what we don't know. Um, 
And this to me is where it seems weird. Like we do see like at the end of Endgame, he's like, it feels like it belongs to someone else. And that's what he's been saying in the lead up. And that's kind of the vibe that they give you because that's the line they play in the show. Yeah. But I don't know if that's really what's going on. What do you think? Um, I think it's kind of a little bit of both. And I think by the, as we get to the end of the episode, we'll, we can discuss more um, about the way I think that they're going to go with it. But I think, I think truly he feels like it's, it's his, it's his friend's like mantle. And in, in many ways, like he doesn't know if he can live up to that, that uh, expectation, but also like, and you know, we'll get into this later. I think there is, there's an element of like, can America accept a black man as Captain America? And so I think that may be part of the reason why he's hesitant to even go down that road. Mm. Uh, and so as he, he decides to, to give up the, the shield, he's th- thinking he's doing the noble thing of like, I, I don't want to, you know, change the legacy of Captain America. This is Captain America and Sam, uh, Steve Rogers are, are synonymous to me. And so mm. let's just let it be and let him be in a museum for all the things he did. And I'll do my own thing and I'll hopefully have some legacy that I could be proud of. Um, I don't know if he was pressured um, other than the pressures of society. Hmm. The pressures of society. I didn't even think about that. I I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking that the brass, somebody within the, the government, was like, Sam, we love you, but no. <laughs> and, like, you have to, we want you to turn over the shield. You know, we're going to put it away. We're going to make this really beautiful you know, exhibit for Captain America. And, you know, you will have your legacy. Like, you're going to be on the wall with all the other Avengers. Yeah. But we're not going to, you're not, you don't get to be Captain America right yeah, now. I, I, I could see that, but I, I would think. They would the have com- shown us that. I, either they would have shown that, and maybe they still will. But I think the conversation between him and Rhodey would have been different. Because you, oh, Rhodey would have told he would have told Rhodey like I didn't like choose this like they they took this from me yeah or, or I mean I because I don't know Rhodey is kind of he's part of the brass in a way and that's I think, true and I think he would have been at least like gotten wind of of that pressure uh, like uh, you know it sucks that they made you do this or whatever like it's Rhodey's stance is like why did you do this right why why like this doesn't seem. Like, why did you make this choice? Um, it seems like a, a, a Sam choice. And and as we get to the, the end of the episode, I don't again, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You can see on his face that this is not what he expected to happen. No. And I think that that is like a really, you know, I, I don't know. that That's why, I don't know. They're building a lot of intrigue, which is very cool. And that's what it was we great want. To, <laughs> yeah. It was great to see Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, I know that they're going to be spinning off a new show, Armor Wars, which will have to do with the legacy of Tony Stark and the armor, and Don Cheadle will be central to that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I th- I'm sure he was going to be in this show somehow. <laughs> yeah, they said that he was going to be, and I'm curious if this is it. Maybe we'll see him in the last episode. I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to be a huge player. I don't but... think he's going to be in every episode, but I'm sure he's going to be around. Right, yeah, and it made sense for him to be here. In, right in this one. definitely yeah 
Um, uh, the Avengers Museum at the Smithsonian, I thought, was pretty interesting that, you know, they would have <laughs> kept updating it. Uh, right. But, I, but yeah. isn't that weird? Because it was, like, all very focused on, on Cap, and, like, all those exhibits were the same from, like, Winter Soldier, Civil War, yada, yada. And now we see all this stuff about, like, Manhattan, and <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Um, you you yeah. sure people want to remember all this crazy shit? <laughs> yeah, that seemed distracting at, at best. Um, and then from here, we kind of cut to uh, some classic Winter Soldier action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Actually, classic Winter Soldier action, for sure. Yeah, like... What were your thoughts when you saw the scene? Did you first totally figure out it was a flashback right away? I totally figured it out. Yeah, I was like, "There's no like." First of all, his arm is different. Right. He's like he's got this mask on. Like this is, this is him in his, uh, you know, from the movie mode, uh-huh. <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Um, I was like, "This is this is him dealing with his trauma." Um, did I know it was a dream? I figured it was like a dream or a flashback sequence of some kind. Yeah. Oh, you're very smart and astute. That's very good. <laughs> uh, I, there was another piece of this that I didn't pick up on that Megan picked up on quicker, but we'll cut to that. <laughs> what? Um, the, the the fact that who uh, he sees, like the, the guy that at the end, the the man that he kills, that's collateral damage. Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't realize that he was befriending his father to try to make amends. I thought he all of a sudden like stumbled upon it and realized that oh shit the guy this like right i I didn't realize that either yeah 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 but then then they like explicitly said it (laughs) so it's like okay well i think it's very cute that like first of all you know (laughs) bucky has a nice little notepad just like captain america did and he's got a flip phone that (laughs) he barely uses yeah (laughs) and uh you know the therapy scene um you know, later on in the episode, I think really just like fully, you know, explores exactly where he is. Like he's being, he's been fully pardoned. He's, you know, you have to go to therapy and deal with your shit. Right. And you will be fine. And, you know, something that also comes back, you know, later, I think is interesting. Like we always thought these guys just got paid. No, they did not. No, (laughs) they just (laughs) had the perks. Right, and it's that, like when there was Tony Stark, he's buying dinner. But otherwise, <laughs> right? Not, like, yeah. Which was which was super interesting because you would never think about that, right? And, right. Uh, you could also say, you know, Cap, I guess, could have like sued the government and got like a settlement, right? Like, you left me in the ocean to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. But, I mean, and I guess like you know, everyone maybe has a different story because like I think in some way, like Captain America was always sort of part of like, he was a, sh- a shield agent. Right. And like, I, I don't know, I, Sam in winter soldier had his, had a job, but like at some point, if you're a shield agent, I imagine you get paid, but if you're just an Avenger, uh-uh, it's not, no, you're not an employee, which I think like looking back at the comics, like it's not necessarily the way they did in the comic books. It's like the Avengers for a while were a sanctioned part of the, the government. And I do think they got paid. <laughs> Um, yeah, the the other thing about Bucky uh, that's interesting to me, it's like so the, the part about him being a man out of time, like that's totally in line with one of the major themes of, of Captain America. Right. Like that's something he's always been dealing with. 
he's got his like notebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'm really glad that they're leaning into this because, you know, he, while he was, uh, brainwashed by Hydra all those mm-hmm. years. And we know that when he was in Wakanda, they fixed his brain and he is seemingly free from that. We'll see for sure. That doesn't mean that he's over all of his trauma and the PTSD of all the things that he's done. Like you can't take that away. Those are his memories. And he's dealing with that grief of like, I I killed all these people like that out out of his control. Mm. And so, you know, they're, they're really leaning hard into that. And like, yeah, and he has no, yeah, he had no say and he's just going to have these, this guilt for forever. Right. And, and that's why is the notebook to try to make amends in, in whatever ways he can. And, you know, we see kind of two different uh, scenarios play out. We see the one with the, I guess it's a Senator that she got all this power because of the things that he did. And so, you know, he sets her up kind of, and we get a, a cool little sequence of him like intercutting with the therapists of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've followed the rules. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and then we have this longer storyline um, with his, his neighbor, I guess, in Brooklyn, um, with with the son, and like he just can't bring himself to uh, tell him yet. To tell He's, him, yeah, yeah, which is sad because then it's almost like you know Winter Soldier is like kind of taking advantage of like this guy, like and his grief. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to deal with the consequences. Like his help isn't really good. Like that's like a, a bad way to help somebody. You know, right, but I it's also a selfish feel like way to do it. It, it, it is, but I also understand why it, it, he can't just show up and be like, Hey, you don't know me, but um, I killed your son, uh, right? I'm sorry, and bye. Like, that, that isn't, isn't <laughs> right either. So, like, um, yeah, it, it's interesting the way they do it. Like, I, like I said, uh, it took me a minute to really catch on because you see him like when he refers to his son is like, Oh, he liked this mochi. And, and then when, when he's on the date with, uh, the woman at, in the sushi bar and like, they're talking and then she says something about, and this is like crazy. Like, again, they, the writing on these shows is really done well. Like how there's not a word for a parent that loses their child. Like mm. you've got orphans, you've got, uh, widows and widowers, but there's nothing for, for that scenario. And it just, I, I think like I thought it was just sending him over the edge because of like the, the dream, but no, it's like it's very much tied into this story of uh, him being there on purpose. Yeah, and really nicely done, and I, I think that they're gonna go for these nice, you know, really beautifully woven stories, and I'm I'm, I'm very here for that. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to um kind of the brief plot here that we have to um, talk about is, you know, the blip. And this is central to this show. And, yeah. and I think that we're definitely going to be dealing with a lot of the aftermath of, of what happened upon people's return. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I think maybe they first introduced the term in Spider-Man. I always, I thought I understood it differently that it was the snap was when everyone left and then the blip was when everyone came back. But no, the blip is literally the time, the five years when everyone was gone. 
So that's right, the way they're half, talking about it in universe. Right, because even though, like, yes, like, the people who were here, like, they had to deal with it, like, the people who were gone, like, didn't know that they were gone and didn't know that they were going to be able to come back. And right. when they were able to come back, you know, here here we all are, you know? <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, like we see Monica, right, in, in WandaVision and her story. But for Sam and and Bucky, they were fighting in Wakanda, do-do-do, snappy snappy wipey wipey yeah and then they come back and they're like oh we're in wakanda we gotta go to new york and they just pick up right where they left off and they not until after the battle do they realize like five years have passed and all this stuff has happened and our lives have greatly changed it's a huge it, it they do a great job of explaining that the world is not just like totally cool after this whole thing happened and I think that that is a very important way to look at the future of the MCU that, you know, we're not dealing with, you know, the same classical world anymore. And I think that was something I was afraid of after the such a big events of Endgame that it wasn't going to feel like it even mattered. Right. You know, that we just go right back to Spider-Man and everything's totally cool and you can just travel to Europe on a plane and everything's fine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the to really have some consequences and to see that like, you know, well, after a little while it got even worse. Like that would be worth it. Yeah. And, Create and more conflict for our heroes. Exactly. And, and you know, having someone like Sam's sister, um, I think her name is Sarah and, you know, seeing that the nephews, like he, he was before, before the war, I guess you could say the infinity war. Right. Um, they were little and now they're grown up and it's like she had to move on with her life and, you know, know that her brother wasn't there and like all, all this other stuff with, with the family business and the boat and just like, um, it, it, it's an interesting story because, you know, from Sam's perspective, he, like he doesn't feel like he missed anything, but like so much has happened in between and he just wants to help. Um, but it's it's not that simple. Um, I, it's cool to, to see uh, Louisiana. I kind of thought that's where they were, and I wasn't sure for a little while. Um, uh, but it's interesting because Louisiana like has been part of like the Marvel TV universe in a bit. Like it was Cloak and Dagger, and a couple other things made their way down. Oh, there. really? Yeah. So um, again, I I don't know if this is very. Maybe accidental, That's funny. but um, I don't think that they're necessarily trying to bring those things uh, together. But um, yeah, I mean, what did you think about this this story plot with like them trying to get the keep the house and deal with the boat? Right. Yeah. I thought that that's awesome, and it really, you know, shows great conflict between, you know, these two people, and I'm excited to see how they resolve it. Obviously, there's love there, but, you know, he's also been avenging. And right. when you realize, it, which is super duper sad when they're going to apply for this loan, that, like, no, he hasn't, he didn't negotiate a contract for himself to be avenging. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's no, that didn't happen. Like, they weren't getting paid. Like, he was just chilling at this awesome place, you know, and, like, yeah, like, he's eating good and flying around, but no, like, he does he didn't make any money during that time. But then how people are still assholes to him, uh, you know, and like want to take his picture 
and still will tell him like, no, you don't have shit. Right. Yeah. And, and, and like, then there's also this other element of like, uh, he, yeah, he went adventuring, but before that he, he left his family to go join the military and right. like the way that his sister kind of says it, it's like, Oh, you left to like leave the problems here and, and not. And so I think there's a little bit of like, more ba- like Sam has always been this like super optimistic character, um, but very realistic. And it, I think they're what they're going to start to like peel back the layers of is like more on this like backstory of his family life and kind of like what set him on the path to become an Avenger because, you know, like, that's cool. Uh, and I think that'll be interesting because we'll see more about like what makes him tick and, um, because yeah, like now he's he's got like a contract with the Air Force and he's uh, he has a job, but uh, that job doesn't necessarily give him like these extra opportunities to just be like, oh yeah, we'll give you a loan, Falcon. We love you. <laughs> I just yeah. want to take your picture. That's, yeah, that's that it. just that sucked, man. Yeah. Um, I hope that they resolve this and make sure that. Like our, you know, NCAA players that are future Avengers have good contracts and are paid <laughs> for their representation <laughs> in video games. Um, okay. Uh, the last thing we should touch about here before we get to the big switcheroo is uh, the Flag Smashers. Um, these are our new um, baddies that apparently you find using your Pokemon Go app. <laughs> and you just, you know, you go out looking for legendary Pokemon with your friends who, you know, don't send you an invite to get the Thundros. And then you go out and uh, you can find these locations and you show up and you can be used as part of a terrorist plot. Uh, who would have it's, thunk? It's like a flash mob. <laughs> it's, very it's, a, it's a brilliant idea. Like, yeah. let's get all these people in one place, make sure they're disaffected and pissed off, put all these masks on and tell them to run away as our main guy is trying to escape. Perfect. Great idea. Yeah. Um and we've got our, our guy on the ground, Torres, again. Like, he's been investigating this. He talked to Sam about it a little at the beginning of the episode. Um, but he, you know, he says he's just going to, like, watch them. But he ends up becoming a part of it and puts the mask on. Totally and, thought he was dead. Uh, yeah. When he, he got, got stomped on? He got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked, man. These This guy was super strong, whoever this dude was. Right. And head, head face smasher. Well, head face smasher, possibly? Question mark? Possibly, sure. Could we, be face smasher a person. Yeah, because we we know the the actress who played Infus Ness from Solo is is a player and she's like all over the marketing and she's wearing the 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 flag smasher mask. Um great. And she may be more of the the person in charge. Maybe he's just the muscle. Um, but like when, when Sam and, and Torres are kind of talking, it's like, it's clear like, oh, this guy is enhanced in some way. Um, and what does that mean? Like, how did he get his ability? Like, this is not just some normal, like Batrock is strong (laughs) and he can do the kicky kickies. Yes. Like this guy got, he sent him flying. (laughs) Yeah. He, he threw this dude like paper. It was pretty, it was a great scene. Yeah. Um, didn't feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me, which I was so worried this show was mm. going to feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know there are so many great Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
episodes and huge fans of that show. That show does not really do it for me all the time. Yeah. And I stopped watching kind of after the Inhuman stuff just didn't feel like it was paying off. And yeah, I, I get that. I, um, I, I've watched it all the way through, but I, I totally know what you're saying in terms of like tone and, and vibe and the way the action like this, this action feels like a movie. It doesn't yeah, feel it like felt a TV cinematic. Show. It yeah. felt epic, and it you know, I liked the, all the establishment. Um, and now to not belabor the fact, we have to talk about the ending of this episode and going to be, I think, a major arc of what's to come is the new Captain America. Yeah, this you know basically takes place right after his sister comes in. To turn on the TV, she's gotten wind of some news. There's this pre- press conference. I guess he's the is he the Secretary of Defense, whatever whoever this guy is. Yeah, he yes, he would be Secretary of Defense. Wait, but what happened to who was Thunderbolt Ross? Like, what was his role? Maybe he got fired. Maybe he got fired, or he's like the the. Uh, maybe he's the president. Maybe he's the president now. We don't know where he is. Anyway, but so this this new guy. It would have been cool if it was uh, William Hurt, but whatever. Is uh, giving his press conference saying that we need a symbol uh, for the American people, and we are going to revive the Captain America mantle. Like probably what days? <laughs> days yep. later. And, days. Uh, it, it like, had f- maybe a week. Maybe a week. But th- then they- with like no fanfare, that to me seemed weird. It felt like a weird press conference, a yeah. weird way to announce him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, don't know what I feel about that. Well, and I guess that's that's sort of the point, right? Like they they're doing this like hastily and aren't really thinking about kind of what it like. Well, couldn't they have just been like Sam? Like we disagree with you. You should be the Captain America, and that's why I think there is more to it. Because like, yeah, they pick this other white guy to yep. be the new cap. And like, what is he going to be like, like in the marketing, it seems like very much like in the first Avenger, he's just like a glorified cheerleader. Um, right. But we'll see. I mean, maybe he's got more going on because we know that the character is John Walker, who in the comic books, while he has been captain America for moments in time, he's primarily known as us agent. which and he's been very like he's not always like necessarily a good guy (laughs) no he's definitely not so (laughs) i think that's gonna be fun to see and uh i'm I'm excited to start to um you know get, get see some new action for these characters uh i'm bummed that you know falcon is so sad about it you know what i mean like i i i've I so wanted to see him get angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you should be like, this is bullshit. What the fuck? But no, he's a good character and he's going to overcome these obstacles in his way. Yeah. This TV show we're going to enjoy. And and we see him with the shield at like, again, like marketing, whatever, like so right. something we're going to get there. Uh, how they get there. We don't know. Um, I, cause I fully expected that like, Oh, he was going to be like practicing with the shield, the beginning Definitely. of the show, but no, that's, that's, that's going to happen later. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean the other thing that I'm a little bummed about, but it makes sense. Cause like it would have maybe felt a little too bloated is that we didn't get anything with Zemo. Okay. Um, yeah. cause as much as like the flag smashers seem like to be a, a significant part of the plot, like 
they've been leaning heavily into Zemo. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, is he already manipulating things, you know? And we just haven't seen him yet. Or is his plot totally separate? Yes, I think so. Uh, You know why? Because I think that what they're trying to do with Zemo is going to be, you know, similar to what he did in, in Civil War. He's an orchestrator of things. Like, that's his superpower, right? Right. So you don't reveal Zemo until you're really ready to get the plot rocking and rolling. And that's not what we just did. <laughs> like we, sure. we, we established where our characters are starting from. So next week, or the maybe the week after, we'll finally see Zemo uh, as the plot begins to unfurl. Right. But it's going to take time, and we know that they want us week to week to freak out. So I'm sure that they're it's in their interest to do it sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. and to and build in as much intrigue as humanly possible. Yeah, and. Uh... That makes sense. I'm I'm on board for that. <laughs> and the other crazy thing is that they're not together at all. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Are, no, we, we have don't... to bring them together. Yeah. That's a gene. That's genius. So so smart. <laughs> you know, like it's it, we'd be like, oh, what? They just hang out all the time? No, like he lives in Brooklyn. He lives in Louisiana. He's dealing with his family's farm. He's very sad and trying to go on Tinder. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, people have different priorities. Yeah. Um. um so, yes, this was a great episode. Do we have anything else that we'd like to say? I mean, I'm very excited about what's to come. Uh, I, you know, the first episode is always, you know, exciting. You know, I think from what we learned about Mandalorian, the second episode is usually where we, you know, just do some more character development and, you know, move the plot along and not to expect too much. So let's temper our expectations for one week. We do know that we have less episodes than. That we only have six, but they are nice hour long, yeah. forty eight minute chunkies, which they're, are they're longer chunks than what. Like I think if you look at the, the total runtime of Wandavision, it's probably going to be pretty similar to to Falcon and Winter Soldier. But we could do that math later. <laughs> we could definitely do that math later. Um, yeah, and it's I don't know, it's cool. I'm like, oh, he's in Brooklyn, that's awesome. Um, but it's like, oh, there's so much else happening in New York City. It's like Spider Man lives in the other borough. <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> yes. What What's up with Stark Tower? Avengers Tower? Like, we I, are they gonna like see any of that stuff, or are we just gonna be? I don't think so. I I think it makes it too complicated. But like the Sanctum Centorum is there. Like, they, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but, man. I, it, it, it New York's always been a little bit crowded with superheroes, but yeah. I'm excited we're taking leaps leaps other places. Yes. Okay, everyone. So this was a great episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned. We're going to be covering uh, Winter, Sol- uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier week to week, um, all six episodes. If you've missed WandaVision, you can rewatch that with us. Um, we also are going to be covering the Snyder Cut for fans of uh, the DC movies. We've done the homework. We did Man of Steel. We did Batman vs Superman. We're gonna for the rest of the year. We're gonna be looking at other projects that uh, Frank and I missed specifically between the years about 2008 to uh, now. So, any, anything else, Frank? No, I'm I'm really excited to to cover this show every week. I think. Uh... It's gonna. It's it's really. I just want to say time. a shout out to anybody who's new coming here for the first time. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we will see you uh next week. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. Um, please leave us a rating and review if you can. We greatly appreciate it. Um, you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net and you can find us on our website at www.longlostheroes.net and you can find us on the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. I'm Frank. I'm AJ. And we'll catch you next week, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye.